Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for the VikingAge.com, where we cover the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor of the VikingAge.com. I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News, Zone Coverage, and the Brookings Register. Um, you sound way more comfortable with that after about four or five times. Yep, so, yep. congratulations. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue now. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to this channel and like this video. And uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And the audio versions of this podcast are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. And one last thing I want to say is someone mentioned in the comments in a previous episode complaining about the comments section being taken off the VikingAge.com. I believe that is only temporary. They're just trying to figure out uh, the best system to use because we switched over publishing uh softwares or whatever so they're just trying to figure that out i believe the comment section should make a a comeback because i know some people like to go in there you will have the chance to tell us we suck again don't worry about it so your your fears are calmed i people are probably shaking and having withdrawals um it will (laughs) be fixed yes eventually um all right i do have a a a trivia i do have a trivia question for you because this person Dante Culpepper was in, uh, he's been in the, the Twitter sphere, the Viking social media sphere the last few days, uh, at least for the weekend. Um, Dante Culpepper has thrown for the most yards in a single season in Vikings history, and he did it in 16 starts. Do you know, Chris, which former Vikings QB threw for the fewest yards in a single season, <laughs> despite also starting 16 games? Was it... Oh, man, I, I suppose it was probably like way back then, because I'm thinking like Rich Gannon or Sean Salisbury, like at the beginning of the Denny Green era. Is it has, either to be of them? Six, has to be 16 starts. So I don't I don't think I don't think either of them started a full season. So so they split time. Right. So it's got to be someone who started the whole um, season, but they they just didn't throw that much. Joe Cap. <sighs> nope. It is uh, the one and only Christian Ponder. Mm. Uh, you know, I should, probably should have included 14 games because that kind of eliminated the. Uh, Everyone from like 79 and before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Because I, I totally forgot they only played 14 games yeah. back yeah, in but, the But Christian season. Ponder threw for 2,935 yards in 16 games for the Vikings in 2012 uh, because the whole offense that year was just give the ball to Adrian Peterson. Uh, do not throw the ball if you don't have to, Christian. Just give the ball to Adrian and get out of the way. 
So Christian Ponder, I believe second on that list uh, was Teddy Bridgewater in 2015. Uh, he threw for like 3,500 yards or something like that. Um, so the last two quarterbacks, last two first round quarterbacks, like the by Rick Spielman, just just amazing, amazing numbers. Therefore, we should never, ever draft a quarterback again. OK, that therefore, the whatever quarterback story. Rick Spielman likes or doesn't like, just go with the opposite. Like, yeah, just not not a good track. Um, he was there. What? He started 06, I want to say Spielman did. So he was there when yeah. Jamar Jackson was drafted. But I feel like that was probably more Brad Childress. But. So put him on the hook for that. Kellen Mond, he was there for who else? Uh, My favorite Rick Spielman quarterback story was one he didn't draft because remember before last year's draft, he was on TikTok and he's like telling oh, yeah. a story about Malik Willis, like responding to oh, an yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's when I knew he would be great. And I'm like, dude, I am so happy you're not making wow. this decision anymore. But uh, I didn't even think of that. He would, to- he would totally, Malik Willis totally would have been drafted by the Vikings. Absolutely. Spielman was the guy. And if not the been, first round, the second round, and Mike Zimmer would have been like, this guy can't even throw. Lock, what are you doing? lock him in the closet. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. Why'd you even, why'd you waste a pick? I could have got a linebacker. God. Um, <laughs> all right. So a little while ago before we went on the air, I guess started streaming. Um, the NFL owners approved of Thursday night football flex scheduling for the upcoming season, the uh, National Safety League. Um, so here are the requirements for a game to be flexed, which starts next season immediately. Um, Thursday games can only be flexed between the weeks 13 and 17. So week 18 games, last games are not, no, no Thursday games. Um, and a four week notice is required. So about 28 days, I think. Um, only Sunday afternoon games or games with TBA times are eligible for Thursday night flexing, and only two Thursday night games can be flexed per year. And the this is a it's a trial basis, but they said if it works, we'll just keep it going. Uh, based on these requirements, the Vikings have two games on their 2023 schedule that can potentially be flexed to Thursday night this upcoming season. That would be Week 14 at the Raiders, which is currently, I believe, a 3:05. Uh, central time. Yeah. Yeah. Central time start. Yeah. Um, and then the week 15 game at the Bengals, which is currently a TBA game. So that could be whatever they want. Uh, Chris, what's your reaction to, uh, now Thursday night? So we get, we have Sunday night now we have Monday night games can be flexed this year. And now Thursday night games can be flexed. What was your reaction to all this? Fake outrage does a lot of things, right? Like, I mean, people complained about the quality of the Thursday games, and now we have a flex method. So the best games are always on TV, even though football is very accessible. uh, They just made Sunday ticket available to literally everyone, uh, even though it's very expensive, which reminds me, I need to sign up for that before the end of the month. (laughs) But um, it... like if Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet didn't complain about it on air, this wouldn't even be a thing. Like, and now oh, we're yeah. doing, we're also doing, you know, multiple games, multiple Thursday night games. Everybody can play Thursday, have Monday games, have Tuesday games, like screw it. Let's just do Wednesday games, but screw it. Even Friday games, right screw on. you high school football. <laughs> we are the NFL little Jimmy going out there for the, uh, I don't want to slam it. I cover, but I mean, it, it's, it's getting ridiculous at this point how far the NFL is willing to go. And it, it's very much like in the NHL, like Gary Bettman does all these things 
that just makes the NHL more money. Like, oh, Gatorade yeah. doesn't want it. Well, we're we're going to have BioSteel. Have you ever seen anyone drinking a BioSteel <laughs> after a workout? Like, have people people who don't watch hockey don't know what that is. We're gonna have ads on the boards. It's working. Trust me. We're going to have divisional playoffs. Everybody hates it, but no, it's working. I think everybody really likes it compared to what I'm hearing. Like it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I probably when it actually happens and the Vikings do get flexed, I'm not going to mind it, but I mean, it is kind of annoying from a fan perspective because by chance, let's say, you know, let's say your dad's Ooh, game. Is- oh, shoot. I forgot about that. That's going to be a popular game that gets flexed. People are going to be pissed. Oh, <laughs> I did not even think about that. That one. won't be on the weekend anymore. That'll be on Thursday. People are going to be pissed. Well, and it, it might benefit them because then you could go on Thursday. You'd go do you your thing Thursday, Vegas Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Fly out Sunday. I, yeah, yeah, I've I never guess. been to Vegas. I so like, I, I know you don't, Vegas isn't a place you go spend no, a week no, 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 in Vegas, no. but you know, I mean, two, three days, people are probably screaming at me. Like <laughs> go to Vegas, you moron, you'll find out. Yeah. But, um, that's actually a game I would love to go to, but right now it's kind of up in the air because of this stupid thing, yeah. but are the Raiders going to be good? Like, I, I don't know. We don't know. Like, that's a, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and you got to look at the whatever Thursday game is scheduled for that week. Uh, I can look that up in a little bit. But um, <laughs> Jaguars Browns, yeah, we're definitely in the mix. Yeah. Raiders are <laughs> slightly good at all, and the Vikings are like slightly good. They're gonna be like, yes, we're gonna switch that. Um, so yeah, that's that'll be interesting to watch that game. I just think like it's just more proof that you know, like you mentioned, the NFL they don't care. Like they'll say they care about the fans, but they really don't. They care about the money that they give in the TV contracts. That's number one. That is number one. And this, like you mentioned before, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, they're with Amazon. They have a big contract with the NFL. Um, if they don't like something, they're going to be like, can you just, can you fix this? Cause we're paying you a lot of money. So, you know, let's, let's go. Let's give us some, some good product. Uh, let, let us, let us get our money's worth. Um, because you listened to a broadcast last year with Al Michaels. He was just like, why am I here? He needed a complete <laughs> change like, of he's blood. Just like, why am I well, here? It, it's his fault. Like, he took the bag instead of, you had one of the best broadcasting jobs on the planet oh, yeah. calling yeah. Sunday Night Football. They flexed good games there. They did everything else. And what? Instead of, I don't know, I don't know what the exact number. Instead of, like, $5 million a year, you got $7 million a year. Yeah. Like, did you watch Thursday night football? Did you understand what you <laughs> no, were saying? No, he didn't. That's why he thought it was a good idea. The, see the blank check. You're like, oh, yeah, you're going to pay me that much to call and shoot, I'll do it. And they're like, why am I co- covering Browns Raiders games? Like the, the Jaguars Titans? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, uh, I think he, you know, sometimes you want to, when you're his age and you've done pretty much everything, you're probably just like, let's, you know, let's switch it up a little bit and try something new. Uh, he tried, and uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not. I'm not too sure about like how long, how much longer he's going to try, or even if I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to go back to NBC. But I don't know what his contract will allow him to do. Also, that wouldn't be really nice to uh, Mike Tirico, who's who's also good at his job. Um, but I just it also you know reminds us that the NFL doesn't care as much as they want to tell you about player safety. They don't care. Like okay, so now it, you get you get 28 days notice or whatever. Okay, fine. But and these games, week thirteen to seventeen, this is like the middle of the season when players are banged up, like they're in the worst shape of the season. Um, you know, unless you're like Adam Thielen or whatever, who's in the best shape of his life every week. Sorry, had to do that. Um, but like you know, a guy 
I got some pushback on this a little bit on, on Twitter when I just tweeted out a little while ago about like a guy basically died on the field last year. And, you know, what does the NFL do this year? They're like flex scheduling for Thursday night, even less time to recover. Uh, so safety first. It's just like they don't care, man. If you pay them enough money, you know, somebody could die on the field and they'd be like, well, I guess, we, you know, you know, we got to, you know, just find better helmets that maybe will help them. But, you know, they don't care about safety. Don't care Here about comes the, fans. the wheelbarrow sponsored they, by Home Depot yeah, to they, pick up the injured player. Yes, yes. They care about the money they get from the TV contracts. That's where they get most. That's where they get most of their money. Like, yeah, they get money from concessions and, and ticket sales, but that's not a lot. They don't get a lot of money from that. Most of their money is TV contracts and ad sales and all that. So that's what they care about. And they make it very clear every offseason, especially with the owners voting on this. Like, why are the owners voting on this? Like, there's a special teams rule that's probably going to be voted on tomorrow about kickoffs, about it's the college rule where, you know, if you have a fair catch within the 25, then it's a touchback on the kickoff on the 25. And special teams coaches and players are just like, no, we don't. We don't want this. Like, we don't want this. And owners are like, yeah, but we're going to do it anyway. So it's like, but it's, so what are you doing? Um, uh, I don't know. It's just more, more is what I, what I really want to ask you is like, is this too much? Are we getting to the point now where like, okay, you can flex Sunday, you can flex Monday, you can flex Thursday. Like the NFL is a great product, but there's going to be a point where it's like, I don't want to watch this every night of the week. Like we like football because it's, it, it was like two days a week before. Okay. Now, now it's three. That's it. We don't, we, <laughs> We don't need the Black Friday game. We 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 don't even need the Christmas game. Like it's starting to get too much, and I think maybe the NFL will realize that, maybe cut back, but probably not. They're probably gonna be like, we're gonna do Tuesday night game next year, and it's it's wherever the money is, they're gonna follow it. So, we're gonna you know. we're gonna have the Jaguars play two straight weeks in London. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just just uh, I don't know, just coincidence. We we didn't plan that at all. We, is it too uh, much? Is it too much to you? Do you think it's gonna get to like, like a breaking point? I just worry about the quality of the games. Right, like when right. you, so like you mentioned it, the player safety is one thing, obviously, but from a viewer standpoint, you're playing those games in the final four weeks of the season. Like you mentioned players need time to recover. You mentioned, you know, and I mean, four days to prepare for an opponent on a short week. It's like that banger of a game that you're going to have between the bills and the chiefs or whatever is going to decrease in quality by putting it on Thursday night yep. because there's less time to recover. You might have you might have teams hold guys out of those games. Oh, they're gonna like you know somebody might tweak a hamstring and and it, honestly it might even hurt the product the week before because I I mean if somebody's got an injury and he's kind of iffy they're like well we got to play you know. I, let's say Stefan Diggs pull, you know, kind of tweaks a hamstring. He's feeling mm-hmm. a little sore. Hey, let's hold you out of this Sunday game because we got to play the Chiefs on Thursday. Well, that yeah. drains your product on Sunday, yeah. and I I do think it's a little too much. Um, you know, it, it's almost like like flexing it on the same day is fine because everybody's got the day planned. Everybody knows. Like yeah. even baseball, they only move games like one day. They don't like switch days of game. Basketball is the same way. Like right. this is switching games to different days. And I don't know. I, I don't like it. But again, like the players, our opinion doesn't matter. It's the owners who are sitting in their press box counting yep. coins. And that's yeah. down. Um, yeah. Well, you look at like, let's say the Bang- the Bengals game gets switched to Thursday night. Like what if the week before Justin Jefferson, like, you know, hurts his ankle or something? He's not playing in that Thursday game. And that's right. that's 
that would be he would be a primary reason why that game would even be on Thursday night with, mm-hmm. because you know Dallas U connection and all that stuff and he's not going to play so what was the point of even flexing that to Thursday night because you're just like you said you're kind of diluting your product because you're not getting the best out of out of each team um, and maybe maybe the NFL will realize that but I don't really I don't think they care about the product on the field because they're making no. the same amount of money regardless mm-hmm. <laughs> they care about the product on the field what they really care about is the product on the field in the playoffs maybe a handful of games during the year and the super bowl. other than that i don't really think they care like outside of the quality of the turf in the super bowl but yeah that's another yeah well, that's, thing that... i don't even know if that's the nfl's fault that's just the stadium the cardinal stadium whatever whatever the sod guy or the sod father he was on the way out and he's just like all right screw you guys i'm just <laughs> yeah but me yeah, at yeah. the garden center overwatering all the plants just like yeah i don't know i i don't i don't like it but maybe i don't know is it is it because i'm we're older and we're like but like we don't we don't need this like just 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 go back to sunday and monday thursday i, I think what was it like back in the day they used to have thursday night football was it on tnt mm-hmm. like a long time ago very long time ago and then they were like no nah, this is stupid so <laughs> maybe the, <laughs> dusted it back off yeah Welcome back. At first, first it was on like NFL Network, and it was like mm-hmm. some random announcers. So now it's like this big thing that they can sell. All right, let's move into the next topic, which is also uh, kind of surprising. So um, CBS Sports, Cody Benjamin recently published an article where he played uh, free agent matchmaker. And uh, the Vikings were one of the teams that Benjamin included in this article. And he has them adding free agent wide receiver Jarvis Landry as a logical signing. Here's what he says on this. He says, the Vikings already addressed wide receiver by spending a first runner on Jordan Addison, whose route running skills should pair perfectly with the explosive Justin Jefferson. But Landry shouldn't cost much. If healthy, he'd profile as solid competition for KJ Osborne in the slot, especially as Minnesota potentially goes even more pass oriented amid Dalvin Cook's uncertain future. Uh, Last season, Jarvis Landry appeared in nine games for the Saints, and he had 25 catches for 272 yards and one touchdown. Uh, would signing Jarvis Landry before next season make any sense at all for the Vikings? No. <laughs> no, it, it wouldn't. Like, this is – I'm not going to slam the writer. But, I mean, I, I – you know, you and I write enough articles where sometimes you're just like, okay, I need five, I need five, because you have yeah. four, and like, you know – I, what's the joke? Three sounds like less than four, but five sounds like more than I. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Either. It's some radio show I don't listen to anymore. But okay. um, you know, like Landry, like look at the Vikings depth chart. You have Justin Jefferson as the one. You have Jordan Addison as the second option. You have uh, the third option, KJ Osborne. I'm blanking yeah. on his name. Then you have Jalen Naylor. You have Jalen Rieger and whatever. I, I don't know what the difference is between Jarvis Landry and Jalen Rager, except for oh. that Rager is a little bit older. What, what you covered? Your no, mind. I was I was oh. agreeing with you. Yeah, I, I mean, th- th- there's no difference between the two, and the other one's going to cost you more money. The other thing is, is Jarvis Landry good? Like he had the one big season in Miami, then he lands in Cleveland, and he's like, "Me and OBJ going to take over the league," and eh, that didn't work out. Maybe because of the quarterback, but still, what are you doing here? Like, I, I don't see this is like the annual signing a random veteran receiver. Like when they signed Kendall Wright, yeah. when they yeah. signed uh, Tajay yeah. Sharp, yeah. Uh, they, they some year? other receiver from the Titans, probably because apparently I'm on that kick. Albert like, Wilson last year. 
Albert Wilson. Yeah. Like that's basically what it would be. And you bring him to camp and you Jordan have Taylor. him compete and whatever. And it would be a giant waste of time. I would rather have those reps for the younger players. I would mm-hmm. rather see Jalen Naylor get an opportunity as the wide receiver for, um, you know, it, it, and I know we're talking about depth. Like if Jalen Naylor is up to the three, if somebody ahead of uh, Osborne or one of the top three receivers gets injured, then you're looking at probably a problem. But I mean, I just don't think Jarvis Landry has it anymore. So I, I just don't think that's a prudent signing. And here's the other thing too. Like everybody's kind of obsessed about Quasi Adolfo Mensa clearing out cap space and getting rid of people and whatever. Quasi does not have to spend to the cap before the beginning of the season. It's not like a you, you, you lose, <laughs> you you lose, lose it. situation. Yeah. <laughs> you don't use it. You lose it. Um, you know, think about the trade deadline. Like we have one season to go off of, but last year at the deadline, Quasi was very active to get TJ Hawkinson at the deadline by saving that cap space. You give yourself flexibility at the deadline. If there is a player that you like that has long-term viability that you can go get that player. So to burn, I don't even know how much Jarvis Landry would make to make burn like four or $5 million to your cap just to have a better wide receiver for it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't even know if he would get that much just because he had 25 catches last year. He's not, he's not, he's not the Jarvis Landry that he was even a few years ago. Like, uh, let's see, 2019, he had 83 catches, 1100 yards, six touchdowns. That's pretty good. But like, that was four years ago Mm -hmm. and he's over 30 now. Um, they, the Vikings just got rid of someone like that and Adam Thielen. So why would they do that? And signing someone like Jarvis Landry doesn't even really just, it goes away from what the Vikings have been doing all offseason, which is kind of regardless of whether Dalvin Cook stays or goes, they're just gearing more towards running the ball, at least more efficiently. So even if they lost Dalvin Cook, I don't think it would, they wouldn't be like, oh, we need more wide receivers because we're going to pass the ball more. No, I I think they have a plan in place no matter what, no matter who's back there, and they're going to go with that. Um, And yeah, who's like KJ Osborne, better option than Jarvis Landry. Jalen Naylor at his age and his upside still better option than than Jarvis Landry. Jalen Rager is the one I think you could argue because just he's not good either. So like, but you're not gaining anything by replacing him with Jarvis Landry, I think. Um, And then the other thing is all the guys on the roster, they know the offense. They're in the second year of that offense. Jarvis Landry comes in, especially right now, May or or June or whatever. He's got to learn that offense. So that's one thing. Another thing holding them back. Like, I I don't think it was a, it was a good, maybe Okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Maybe you want to sign a veteran receiver. I just think Jarvis Landry probably wasn't the right one. I like I like the thought. I like the idea because of the depth. Because KJ Osborne, yes, he's been solid. But if Jefferson or Addison gets hurt, he's KJ Osborne's your number two. Um, and I, I don't know if you want that or or even even go beyond that. Jalen Naylor is your number three, and I I, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. So um, I like the idea, but not 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 the player, uh, especially not. Of his age, but I really don't even know what receivers are even out there right now. Because if you're out there still, there's probably a reason that you're out there. But since the Vikings do have a little bit of spending money because they cleared some up by uh, trading Zadarius Smith, and who knows uh, after June 1st if they can have even more, 
they make a move with, with Delvin Cook or they keep him. Which position group, um, if they were to sign a free agent, which position group should they attempt to improve with, with a free agent signing this offseason? I'd say it's corner right now. I know they drafted a couple of players. They got uh, Andrew Booth Jr. and they got a Caleb Evans, but both of them are wild cards. Uh, the drafted <laughs> players that I was mentioning, uh, Makai Blackman, He's a rookie. We don't know. Jay Ward, we don't know. The only guy we do know is Byron Murphy Jr. And he spent a lot of last season injured with the Arizona Cardinals and was very inconsistent when he was on the field. In the slot. I look, yeah, I look at a guy like Marcus Peters, who yeah. is yeah. a potential fit here. Um, you could probably get him on a one-year deal. Um, I don't really know any of the other corners that are out there, but I mean, I would be, I would feel a lot better about the secondary if they added one more guy just to kind of be a solid, you know, stopgap house of cards type player and just like tell the young players, Hey, if you want to play, you got to beat this guy because he's been in the league. He's had his history of performance. We need to see it from you in order to get in there because I don't want to see a 2020 situation where you're playing all these young corners and none of them can play and you're going, oh shit, we're screwed. So I would say that if they were to add one position, I think it would be a corner. Harrison Hand's available, you know, if you want um, (laughs) to bring him back. Um, Yeah, yeah, Marcus Peters is probably your best option going forward. Uh, William Jackson is another guy. I think he played with the the commanders and the the Steelers recently. Uh, Ronald Darby. Bradley Roby, Eli Apple, uh, no thanks. Uh, Kyle Fuller, Ari Burns, like just, 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 just guys. Um, and I believe Shot Breland's uh, still available too. Who knew? Yeah, he's gonna stay available. Um, yeah. Akello Witherspoon, I think, is about to be released by the Steelers. We said it. We just had a writer on the Vikings write about that and how he should consider it because he has the Brian Flores connection because he's with the Steelers. Um, so maybe that's something to pay attention to. I would say offensive line. I know Dalton Reisner is the guy that a lot of people, he's the JC Treader of this offseason where people keep bringing him up and be like, just just sign him because he's got a connection to the, the Vikings offensive line coach and they need guard help. Um, if you ask the fan base, not according to the Vikings. But, you know, if you look at Ed Ingram or Ezra Cleveland, they could easily bring someone in and, and compete with one of those. I don't think I don't think Chris Reed's really going to pose a threat to either one of those guys. But I just feel like those one of those two needs more competition. Um, well, what if, what so. if, even if it's not competition, what about depth? Like yeah. we saw the interior offensive line get decimated by injury mm-hmm. toward the end of the year. You know, why not sign a backup center? Why not sign a backup guard that you can rely on? I mean, Chris Reed didn't even know the snap count when he got into the game, which that was that was a really weird situation. <laughs> what, what game like, was it? That was the Green Bay game, wasn't it? Like, because Slotman broke his leg. Bradbury was out with a back injury. Oh, yeah. That was like and a they had first to say, series. All right, go in there, buddy. Like, you got this. Even yeah. at tackle, too, you kind of have some questions there because Brian O'Neill's yep. coming off that partially torn Achilles. Yep. Um, I would like to see some depth along the offensive line. What about the defensive line as well? Yep. Like, I've mentioned it before. Like, if we're talking about competition, add a guy in the middle. Because right now, I, I could not tell you who is starting at defensive tackle for the Vikings right now <laughs> or at right end. Um, I write about the Vikings. I have uh, no idea. I think I saw that Indominus Sue still wants to play, and he'd be he'd be interesting to keep an eye on, on him. Who did he play with last year? Oh, the Eagles. The Eagles. So And that, uh, Linval Joseph, he's, he, he seems like he still wants to play. He played last year. That'd be someone uh, everyone loves Linval. Um, yeah, I, could, I, I would be fine with either of those. My receiver is just not. 
doesn't seem like a priority to me right now. Um, just low, especially after the, you know, drafting of Addison, who looks really good against uh, nobody in uh, in practice, by the way. Well, Luke and you was, heard Kevin O'Connell, too. Like, he he was, like, euphoric when they got Jordan Addison. He's like, that's a day one starter, man. Oh, that's those videos? Day one starter, yeah. Yeah. I don't know I like, if he was just, like, teasing for the camera or what, but. Yeah. I like I like some of those those videos, the reactions, and, and, and it and it showed that the Vikings could have traded out of uh what was it, pick twenty three. They had someone who was interested. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna say it was the Giants. Giants or the Jaguars. Um and Kwesi was just like, Nope, don't like it. And they just stayed and, and took acid. So uh that's that. Uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on was mentioned him in the beginning, Mr. Dante Culpepper. And he has been in the uh the minds of of some Vikings fans recently because uh, PFF recently did an exercise where Sam Monson uh, picked a legend from every NFL team's history to help out the current roster today. That's important to keep in mind. It's to help out the 2023 roster. Um, for the Vikings, Monson replaced Kirk Cousins, but not with the quarterback that uh, some might be thinking. No, he did not pick Fran Tarkenton. Instead, he picked Dante Culpepper as the Vikings legend he would most like to see play with the team's current roster. Monson explained himself in this way. He said, much like Michael Vick was a player outside of his era where they don't really know what to do with him, he said, I want to see prime Dante Culpepper in this offense. In the modern era, knowing what they can do with a quarterback, they can outrun people and run over linebackers um did monson and pff did they make the right choice with this pick i i think it's i don't know if it's the right choice i mean i would love john (laughs) randall on this i would love john randall on this defense right now um i would love antoine winfield on this defense right now um i prime xavier Rhodes, sure give that to me i think a lot of people kind of got triggered with the whole legend monk here yes because dante culpepper's not in the ring of honor um dante is kind of like a folk hero in vikings history where you know um it's like the south park member berries episode you know where they had all the member berries and like they're all like member two but like they're just talking to viking fans like member dante i love dante dante was awesome and you just house one um <laughs> i you know dante has a space for me as a fan because he is just awesome when you look back on it and especially mm-hmm. now because more teams are taking quarterbacks like dante culpepper a big strong guy with a huge arm that could run around and anthony richardson plow yes that's exactly who it is like people like anthony richardson because he reminds them of dante culpepper and when it comes to this year's team I would take a guy like Dante Culpepper on this team because it would be awesome. Like people forget how good Dante Culpepper was in 2004 without Randy Moss. His number one target was Nate Burleson (laughs) and he played with a defense that was absolutely atrocious. I don't remember the actual ranks, but he was winning shootout after shootout after shootout. And he single-handedly willed the Vikings so I think it was a nine-win season. They go to Green Bay. They beat them in the Moss Moon game. Like 2004, Dante Culpepper was an absolute beast and one that could overcome any shortcoming. Right. Yeah, except for his small hands. Um, yeah, that that was that's <laughs> that's genetics, though. You know, um, they were eight and eight. The Vikings defense was 26 out of uh, 32 in 2004. 
And Culpepper, yeah, he threw for 4,700 yards, completed 69% of his passes, threw for 39 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions, sacked 46 times. Jesus. Um, yeah. Do you imagine Kirk Cousins if he got sacked 46 times? <laughs> oh <my laughs> and he also rushed He also rushed for 400 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so, he, yeah, he is Jalen Hurts before Jalen Hurts. He is whatever Anthony Richardson potentially becomes before uh, uh, he becomes that. You were wrong about uh, Nate Burleson leading the team and receiving that year. Do you know who had the most catches on that team? Was it Kelly Campbell? Mm, nope. He had 19 catches. <laughs> so Nate Burleson. Tight end. Moss? Oh, tight end. Uh, Byron Chamberlain? Nope. A little later. Uh, Jermaine Wiggins. Oh, I didn't even. I thought he was a. Um, like I a thought he was guy? a. Uh, no, a Childress guy. But that was, I got him confused with Vishante Shanko. Yep. 71 catches, 71 catches in in uh, in 2004 for Mr. Jermaine, Jermaine Wiggins. Nate Burleson had 68 for 1,000 yards, nine, uh, <laughs> nine, nine touchdowns. Randy Moss still had 13 touchdowns in uh With one leg. With, with 49 <laughs> catches. So, like, <clears throat> a quarter of his catches in uh, 2004 were touched because he's just good like that. Um, yeah, I would go with you. I would say... He would be good for this team, but I, I would rather probably have like John Randall or or even like a Paul Krause. Like you go way, way back. Oh yeah. yeah. Like pair him with Harrison Smith, prime prime Harrison Smith, prime well not prime Harrison Smith, but prime Paul Krause. Because I believe he is the leader in career interceptions in the NFL. Right. They both wore twenty two. Right. Um and that's the thing about this too, like this exercise. This is about these legends quote unquote in their prime. We're not talking about like 2001 Dante Culpepper or 2005 Dante Culpepper missed this rest half the season because he hurt his knee. No, this is 2004 Culpepper at his best, uh, helping this team and yeah, just chucking the ball, hitting the top of U.S. Bank Stadium, throwing the ball to, to Justin Jefferson would be awesome. Just yeah. you know who else right. uh, from that 2004 team would have been uh, a good addition? Kevin Williams, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he didn't make the team. He didn't make the team, but he was in, uh, in training camp. Yeah, he would have been a good mascot. I I personally love that 2014 because they were just a flaming hot mess. They were so awesome and so much fun to watch on a weekly basis. Like that Green Bay game, they all come out with the afros and like Kelly yep. Campbell screaming at the camera, America's finest receivers on Sundays. Yep. They, I mean, like. What if they had, what if like Brock Lesnar made the team just like Brock in the trenches, just destroying dudes and like getting to the quarterback and being a functional NFL player. Him like and Chris, him and Chris, Chris Hovan next to each other. That would have been fun. I, I loved some Chris Hovan, even though he wasn't good. Like he, not the greatest human being. Either. Uh, no, any of his no. post career news. <laughs> Shout out to Trey Waynes though. Um, <laughs> I saw you guys just, wrote about just that, Google it. that. Just Google it. I didn't write it. No, I know, I know. Bring me the news. Um, I thought about writing yesterday. I talked to somebody. And I was, they're like, eh, not, not worth it. I was like, you're probably right. Um, but I was like, I feel like Bring Me the News is going to write about this. And sure enough, I <laughs> saw you guys. Johnny on the that. spot. But yeah, yeah, he's he's backpedaling uh, uh, still today. I saw that he's still still tweeting about it meaning nothing. And I'm just like, if it means nothing, then why are you still tweeting about it? You obviously uh, did something that you probably know. You know, he thought it was funny, but as we as we know, Trey Waynes could backpedal with the best of them. He just couldn't make a play on the ball. <sighs> yeah, he just you know 
pass interference. Is he a bust? Real quick, is Trey Wayne's a bust? Um, was he with the Vikings? He was a solid player. Seasons? I mean, he started for. It took him forever to crack the starting lineup based on where he was drafted, eleventh overall, and ahead of Marcus Peters. Made no Pro Bowls. Vikings yeah. did not take yeah. because yeah. he punched his coach. That that'll get you kicked off the team. I feel like Mike. I, that would be a perfect inner player. I don't even know. I don't know why they didn't take a chance on him. Probably would have sicked him on um, some other member he of the team. I, last th- year. I feel like Marcus Peters would have loved Mike Zimmer. Um, yeah, but yeah, he was drafted 11th overall. Didn't make a Pro Bowl. Like you said, took him two years, three years to get to be a full time starter out of the league after seven years. I I would I wouldn't say he's the biggest bust in Vikings history. There's far more qualified people for that, but I'd put him as a bust based on what his expectations were and how how small or how short he came of, of meeting those for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Can I, can I steer this back to one more question about the Culpepper thing? I have one um, more question. Oh, go ahead. Fire away. I was just going to ask you if, if, if he's a Vikings legend, I'm not NFL legend, but a Vikings legend. I think I kind of answered that with the whole member barriers thing. You he's did. he's one of those players. I, is he a ring of honor guy? If he's not in there yet, I don't. If Jared Allen, who retired like ten years after you, is, is going in, I don't. Yeah, think, I don't think Like I said, I think he's just one of those players where you're sitting around having a couple beers with some friends, and you're like, "Dude, I love Dante Culpepper." My yeah. thing is, it it always turns weird when Dante gets brought up because like people immediately get defensive about Kirk Cousins, like, "Oh my God, wait, wait, Kirk Cousins? You don't like Kirk Cousins? Why, Dante?" You mentioned his small hands. Dante is not checking it down with his nine inch hands or whatever they are. He's throwing the ball down the field. And I to think his, that's yeah, to uh, his detriment sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, but, it was, but at least it was the playbook. Place. Was, was he going to, would he throw to TJ Hawkinson on, uh, on what's, what's going on? Over there? <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got the window open. So I think there's All some right. people like, would he have thrown uh, to TJ Hawkinson on, on fourth and eight? No, he probably would have ran the ball or, just an interception, probably. Actually, um, I think he could he could be a Ring of Honor guy w- during a year where they're like, "Hey, we need someone for the Ring of Honor. We don't have anyone this year." Like, oh, what about Dante? Well, it's not like it's not like the <laughs> Wild Ring of Honor where they're just gonna put in like rando people from way, way, way back when. But <laughs> or they do like uh, a thirty year anniversary of like the two thousand NFC Championship team. I don't know why you don't want to celebrate that. Um, <laughs> he got blown out. You talk about everything except for the <laughs> NFC Championship. Yeah, like these guys were great. Twenty seventeen would be interesting too if they just had like yeah. a reunion of the miracle. They're gonna, play. they're gonna do that. They're gonna. Do I, that. I think so. Um, like they'd be dumb. Not here's uh, Stephon Diggs, and, and you Case can't, Keenum. can you can't really, can you celebrate the moon, the Randy Moss moon game? It's it's funny for everyone now, but I don't know if they would hold a whole ceremony to, to be like, oh, remember this? <laughs> remember when? Does Randy Moss get fined? I feel like he got fined for that. He had. I think he, he got did. fined for everything. <laughs> yeah. He was he was the I'm just here so I don't get fined guy before oh, March yeah. on Lynch for sure. But. Yeah, uh, in in my in my mind, growing up, being able to watch him, uh, to me, he's a Vikings legend, just Vikings specifically. And legend can be a loose term because you look at guys who just played well in their careers who don't play anymore. You can call them a legend. They don't have to be Hall of Fame caliber to be a legend to me because I feel like let's say Stefan Diggs re- retires in a few years. People are going to maybe refer to him as a Vikings legend because he was at first, especially with the miracle. Um, Adam well, I Thielen. think just based on that play, he's a Vikings legend. Yeah. Adam Thielen. He's going to be a Vikings, Vikings legend. legend. He's not going in the hall of fame. 
he's going to be a Vikings legend. So, like, yeah, I, I would still consider Dante to be a Vikings legend, not not an NFL legend, but a Viking, just what he was able to do in his career. Um, that's going to be it. Did you want to weigh in on the, you did weigh in on the, uh, the Percy or, uh, Thielen debate in their prime. Who would you rather have? Yeah. I, I, I for those who missed it on Twitter, which you can follow me at the real Christian and on the Viking age, I put it on the, the Viking age Facebook and, and their, the Twitter account too. So it's it. Yeah. I, I basically just said, I think Adam Thielen's the better pure receiver. So if you're looking for that, Percy Harvin was just more fun. And I think he'd oh, yeah. be a blast today's nfl the way that some you know offensive genius kyle shanahan uses debo samuel you know he was uh use him like debo before debo was a thing so um for sure yeah i'm sure, I, I'm I sure mean, he's i'm sure for he's my entertainment percy, stuff, percy yeah. Harvey. yeah a lot of people said uh for one game yeah percy no doubt whole season Thielen, just because injury-wise and everything like that. Although uh, Thielen had some yeah, injury woes yeah, towards yeah. the end of his career. He did. He did. I guess you mentioned in their prime, correct? Yeah. Yeah. What, so, would, what would Percy's prime his first year? <laughs> 2012 Percy was pretty damn good until he got hurt. Right. But that was the story of his career. Right. Like he, he, he had he had MVP. Yeah, I know. That's that's why people early people in the year in the replies would be like, "Oh, Adam Thielen, easy." I'm like, Adam Thielen was never in the conversation ever. For, for MVP ever. Justin Jefferson was this past year. And yeah, people forget Percy Harvin, like that first half of the year before he got hurt, he was he was in that conversation. It was very early, but he was he was in there. Like, so we were talking about those that Christian Ponder season being the least yeah. amount of passing yeah. yards. I bet you like half of them were to oh, Percy. Because yeah. he would check it down and Percy would be like, All right, 10 yard yeah. gain, here we go. It'd be a screen. Like, and that's why he got banged yeah. up. It'd be a screen, he'd make six people miss. And yeah, yeah. I just I just love watching Percy and people were met. I this whole this all started because I think I did like a quote tweet thing or whatever. It was like your four favorite wide receivers you watched in your lifetime. And I put Percy Harvin, uh, Randy Moss, Stefan Diggs, and Justin Jefferson. People were like, what? You don't have Chris Carter? And I'm like, I like Carter. He's very good, obviously. He's in the Hall of Fame. But I just enjoyed watching Percy Harvin more. And I really enjoyed the people in the replies to that. who were like, no, you're wrong. I'm like, I'm wrong about my favorite receivers? Like, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so that was. Yeah, it's not a ranking. It's just, just me. Like. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah, like Stefan Dix. He's not he's not the best Vikings receiver or receiver I've seen in my lifetime, but I just enjoyed watching him and his the way he plays the game and everything. Um so yeah, those are those those are my four. Uh let's get yeah, let's get out of here. We got uh what what's Night of Champions coming up next weekend? This weekend, this coming weekend? Yeah. In well, is it Saturday, Saturday, Saturday morning. Action. Yeah. Yeah. Our uh I I don't know, man. Um is Sammy and KO uh, KO making the trip? Are they making the trip to, to Saudi? They're going to get beat up mm-hmm. before they uh, get to Saudi Arabia. By, by uh, um, what, what, what is it? Um, Imperium. And then uh, it'll be Imperium yeah, versus something uh, like that. Roman and Solo. I think it's a very good card. Yeah, um, it is. I'll probably wind up watching it if I don't have anything better to do. But um, yeah, I mean, I think basically here's what I think happened. Here, here's your wrestling talk as everybody locks off. But um, <laughs> WrestleMania was such a high, and then everybody just con- expected it to just continue at that level. Yep. And then it's kind of just been a no, no, no. But I mean, eventually, like it's like a roller coaster, right? You go, go low, and I don't think anything's been like bad. But I mean, no. it'll start to ramp up in the next couple of months because they have SummerSlam, and I right. think it's going to involve Jey Uso and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, which uh, 
Yes. Or the, yes, or the please. Or the Usos <laughs> together against Roman and, and Solo, if that thing's still going. That would be that that could be another possibility. If it gets there. I don't know. They, some point Roman's gotta defend that belt again, but now they have the <laughs> uh, world heavyweight championship. <laughs> he doesn't have which, to he just, uh, just hold on to it for next WrestleMania. That's all you have to do. Just no defenses all year long. It's the way to go now. <laughs> that's that's all the rage. Part time contracts, baby. <sighs> all right. Let's get out of here. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. Follow Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And the audio version of this podcast will be available in the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, Chris and I talk to you later. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.